Section eleven of the Perfumed Garden by Sheikh Nafzawi, translated by Richard Burton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Ali Makki. Chapter fourteen: Description of the uterus of sterile women and the treatment of the same. Know, o vizier, God be good to you, that wise physicians have plunged into this sea of difficulties to very little purpose. Each one has looked at the matter from his own point of view, and in the end the question has been left in the dark. Amongst the causes which determine the sterility of women may be taken the obstruction of the uterus by clots of blood, the accumulation of water, the want of or defective sperm of the man organic malformations of the parts of the latter internal defects in the uterus stagnation of the courses and the corruption of the menstrual fluid and the habitual presence of wind in the uterus other savants attribute the sterility of women to the action of spirits and spells sterility is common in women who are very corpulent so that their uterus gets compressed and cannot conceive not only being able to take up the sperm especially if the husband's member is short and his testicles are very fat in such a case the act of copulation can only be imperfectly completed one of the remedies against sterility consists of the marrow from the hump of a camel which the woman spreads on a piece of linen and rubs her sexual parts with after having been purified subsequently to her courses to complete the cure she takes some fruits of the plant called jackal's grapes squeezes the juice out of them into a vase and then adds a little vinegar of this medicine she drinks fasting for seven days during which time her husband will take care to have copulation with her the woman may besides pound a small quantity of sesame grain and mix its juice with the bean's weight of sandarach powder of this mixture she drinks during three days after her periods she is then fit to receive her husband's embraces the first of these beverages is to be taken separately and in the first instance after this the second which will have salutary effect if so it pleases almighty god there is still another remedy a mixture is made of nitre gall from a sheep or cow a small quantity of the plant named elmesk and of the grains of that plant the woman saturates a plug of soft wool with this mixture and rubs her vulva with it after menstruation she then receives the caresses of her husband and with the will of god the highest will become pregnant End of chapter fourteen chapter fifteen concerning the causes of impotence in men Novo vizier, God be with you, that there are men whose sperm is vitiated by the inborn coldness of their nature, by diseases of their organs, by purulent discharges, and by fevers. Urinary canal. There are also men with a urinary canal in their verge deviating. Owing to a downward curve, the result of such conformation is that the seminal liquid cannot be ejected in a straight direction, but falls downwards other men have the member too short or too small to reach the neck of the matrix or their bladder is ulcerated or they are affected by other mixtures which prevent them from cohesion finally there are men who arrive quicker at crisis than the woman in consequence of which the two emissions are not simultaneous there is in such case no conception all these circumstances serve to explain the absence of conception in women but the principal cause of all is the shortness of the virile member 
as another cause of impotence may be regarded the sudden transmission from hot to cold and vice versa and a great number of analogous reasons men whose impotence is due either to the corruption of their sperm owing to their cold nature or to maladies of the organs or to discharges or fevers and similar ills or to their excessive promptness in ejaculation can be cured they should eat stimulant pastry containing honey ginger pirether syrup of vinegar hellebore garlic cinnamon nutmeg cardamom sparrow's tongues chinese cinnamon long pepper and other spices they will be cured by using them as to the other afflictions which we have indicated the curvature of the urethra the small dimensions of the viral member the ulcers on the bladder and the other infirmities which are adverse to coition god only can cure them End of chapter fifteen chapter sixteen undoing of agilettes or impotence for a time now o vizier god be good to you that impotence arises from three causes firstly from the tying of the agilettes secondly from a feeble and relaxed constitution and thirdly from too premature ejaculation to cure the tying of agilettes you must take kalanga cinnamon from mecca cloves india kachu nutmeg indian cubebs sparrowwort cinnamon persian pepper indian thistle cardamoms perether laurel seed and jelly flowers all these ingredients must be pounded together carefully and one drinks of it as much as one can morning and night in broth particularly in pigeon broth foul broth may however be substituted just as well water is to be drunk before and after taking it the compound may likewise be taken with honey which is the best method and gives the best results the man whose ejaculation is too precipitate must take nutmeg and incense or oliban mixed together with honey if the impotence arises from weakness the following ingredients are to be taken in honey viz pirether nettle seed a little spurge or cavadil ginger cinnamon of mecca and cardamom this preparation will cause the weakness to disappear and effect the cure with the permission of god the highest i can warrant the efficacy of all these preparations the virtue of which has been tested the impossibility of performing the coitus owing to the absence of stiffness in the member is also due to other causes it will happen for instance that a man with his virgin erection will find it getting flaccid just when he is on the point of introducing it between the thighs of the woman he thinks this is impotence whilst it is simply the result may be of an exaggerated respect for the woman may be of a misplaced bashfulness may be because one has observed something disagreeable or on account of an unpleasant odour finally owing to a feeling of jealousy inspired by the reflection that the woman is no longer a virgin and has served the pleasure of other men End of chapter sixteen chapter seventeen prescriptions for increasing the dimensions of small members and for making them splendid now o vizier god be good to you that this chapter which treats of the size of the viral member is of the first importance for both men and women for the men because from a good-sized and vigorous member there springs the affection and love of women for the women because it is by such members that their amorous passions are appeased and the greatest pleasure is procured for them 
this is evident from the fact that many men solely by reason of their insignificant members are is as far as cohesion is concerned objects of aversion to women who likewise entertain the same sentiments with regard to those whose members are soft nerveless and relaxed their whole happiness consists in the use of robust and strong members a man therefore with a small member who wants to make it grand or fortify it for the coitus must rub it before copulation with tepid water until it gets red and extended by the blood flowing into it in consequence of the heat he must then anoint it with a mixture of honey and ginger rubbing it in sedulously and let him join the woman he will procure for her such pleasure that she objects to getting him off her again another remedy consists in a compound made of a moderate quantity of pepper lavender galanga and musk reduced to powder sifted and mixed up with honey and preserved ginger the member after having first washed in warm water is then vigorously rubbed with a mixture it will then grow large and brawny and afford to the woman a marvellous feeling of voluptuousness a third remedy is the following wash the member in water until it becomes red and enters into erection then take a piece of soft leather upon which spread hot pitch and envelope the member with it it will not be long before the member rises its head trembling with a passion the leather is to be left on until the pitch grows cold and the member is again in a state of repose this operation several times repeated will have the effect of making the member strong and thick a fourth remedy is based upon the use of leeches but only if such is alive in water sick you put as many of them into a bottle as can be got in and fill it up with oil then expose the bottle to the sun until the heat of the same has effected a complete mixture with the fluid thus obtained the member is to be rubbed several consecutive days and it will being by thus treated become of a good size and of full dimensions for another procedure i will here note the use of an ass's member procure one and boil it together with onions and a large quantity of corn with this dish feed fowls which you eat afterwards one can also macerate the ass's verge in oil and use the fluids thus obtained for anointing one's member and drinking of it another way is to bruise leeches with oil and rub the verge with this ointment or if it's preferred the leeches may be put into a bottle and thus enclosed buried in a warm dunghill until they are dissolved into a coherent mass and form a sort of liniment which is used for repeatedly anointing the member the member is certainly greatly to benefit by this it may likewise take a rosin and wax mixed with tubipore asphodel and cobbler's glue with which mixture rub the member and the result will be that its dimensions will be enlarged the efficacy of all these remedies is well known and i have tested them End of chapter seventeen End of section eleven